0: Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-Step Recovery Fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any of them either. My hope is that you will find my words helpful in some way, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 75, Becoming Entirely Ready to Make Changes in Your Life. What does entirely ready mean and why am I talking about it? People in 12-step recovery understand that this has to do with step six. But for those of you who were not in 12-step recovery, I want to give you a little bit of context because this concept can be extremely important when you're trying to make changes in your life. You may be entirely ready because you're sick and tired of the life you have. you have. It might be that a certain situation happened or that you've just been worn down One of the things that most people in recovery have in common is that we've hit some kind of a bottom, which is what brought us to recovery in the first place. 12-step recovery is not typically something people go to unless things have gotten pretty shitty. So we know a little something about how to make drastic changes in your life. When I say we hit bottom, that means we feel like it cannot possibly get any worse than this, and we're ready to do whatever it takes to change our lives. This business of being entirely ready is a large chunk of the whatever it takes to change. As may be obvious, the 12 steps are a step-by-step process that people go through to change their lives. That process includes taking a look at who we are and what we've done and how we've been living our lives and really facing that, then stopping the negative things we've been doing and making up for them in whatever ways we can then truly changing our ways and acting in new ways, as well as staying connected, which means both connected to other human beings and to the universe. For some people, that means God. Other people use the term higher power, but it means not being isolated and not floating around as if you are an island unto yourself and knowing you're part of something greater than yourself. There's definitely more to the steps than that, but that's kind of the part that I'm going to talk about here. This process of becoming entirely ready is where you acknowledge without a shadow of a doubt things that you have been doing that aren't working, and what you might do to be different. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to be different. You have to think through what does that mean? Because if you've ever tried to change in your life, you know that your brain is going to come up with all kinds of reasons why you don't need to do the new thing. Because it's hard, The point of becoming entirely ready is that if you think through what are my obstacles going to be before you even hit those obstacles, your chances of overcoming those obstacles skyrocket. However, if you just let those obstacles come at you without thinking through ahead of time what you're going to do about them, your chances of rationalizing why you don't have to do it are pretty high. And I say that from experience because I've done it a million times. In fact, I still have obstacle thoughts all the time. I just mostly see them for what they are now. Right now on my bathroom mirror, I wrote the words, obstacle thoughts are not true. I really think that obstacle thoughts are the key to having a better life. And what I mean by that is your ability to overcome obstacle thoughts are the key to having a better life. That's going to determine the quality of your life because you're going to have obstacle thoughts. That's just how human brains work. The trick is to find a way to get over them, around them, under them, smash them, whatever it is you need to do. So this process I'm about to talk about regarding becoming entirely ready is a great method for overcoming obstacle, obstacle thoughts. The process that people use in step six may not be the same in every program or from sponsor to sponsor, but essentially it's about acknowledging that what you've been doing isn't working and you're willing to try something new. I'm about to talk about the process I went through, which changed everything for me in many ways. For those of you not familiar with the 12 steps of recovery, step six is where we become entirely ready to have our defects of character removed. And it's followed by step seven, where we humbly ask our higher power to remove our defects of character. Personally, step six was fucking brutal. Here's what it looked like for me the first time I did the steps with a sponsor. She had me do some exercises to become entirely ready to have my defects of character removed. I had to list my top four most insidious defects of character, and to start, I had to write out what they were doing for me in the left column. In other words, how was I benefiting from using them? And then in the right column, I had to say what they were doing to me that process was exceedingly helpful for me. I've mentioned here a number of times that by far my greatest gift of 12-step recovery is coming to understand my part in things. That is what I was doing to create the chaos of my life or to exacerbate the chaos going on around me. I've come to realize that for me, understanding my part in things means I came out of victim mentality. This process of becoming entirely ready was extremely helpful for me in seeing my part in things. When I forced myself to look at what these defects were doing to me, not just for me, I could see that they were damaging my life and creating chaos around me. As a way to illustrate what I'm talking about, I'm going to use my defect of character, gossiping. It's a really good one to illustrate all kinds of things about recovery because it's something a lot of people can identify with. Even if they themselves haven't gossiped, they've probably been affected by other people's gossip. And by the way, that was me before recovery. So forgive those people, please. What gossip was doing for me was, among other things, making me feel better about myself than others and allowing me to blame other people for my problems. Now, I didn't understand that initially. I only figured that out from talking to other people in recovery and asking, why does it feel so fucking good to gossip? If you have a problem with gossip yourself, check out episode 12, Stop Gossiping. I learned a ton from stopping gossiping that spilled over into other areas that moved me really far along the path of recovery. Once I stopped gossiping, I saw the ripple effects of stopping that defect of character. Anyway, when it comes to what it was doing to me, I got huge insights. I had been gossiping about my boss behind her back for years with my colleagues, though at the time, I didn't realize that what I was doing was gossip, which seems kind of crazy, but that's denial. And because I had been at that job longer than everybody, I had created this culture of Let's complain about her behind her back and never discuss any of these issues with her directly. When I stopped, as I was trying to clean up the wreckage of my past, I realized that my resentment against her went way down. What gossip was doing to me was magnifying the problems and the drama of my life. That was a gigantic insight. So it's one thing to know what the defect is doing for you. It's another thing entirely to look at what it's doing to you. The next part of the process after I listed what it was doing for me and to me was this. Now I'm still working with those top four most insidious defects of character. I had to list out 10 scenarios of where I acted out of my defect of character. So this is 10 for each of those four, that means 40 in total. So in other words, what did it look like when I was acting out of my defect of character? So continuing with the example of gossip, that means I had to list 10 different episodes in which something happened and then I gossiped about it. That was in the left column. And then in the right column, I had to take each of those 10 scenarios and put the solution. In other words, if I was entirely ready to have that defect of gossip removed, what would my actions have looked like in each of those 10 scenarios? That went into the right column. What would I have done or said instead of gossiping? P.S. The thing that appeared the most in the solution column for all of my defects of character was something my sponsor gave me, which was bless them, change me. I walked around saying, bless them, change me, bless them, change me, bless them, change me constantly as I was making dramatic changes while doing the steps. I still say it from time to time, but I don't need to as often because I'm not acting out of my defects of character as often. Would I understand that phrase, bless them, change me? to be, is a micro version of the serenity prayer. It helps me to understand and acknowledge what I can and cannot change. It's laser focused on that. The result of listing out the scenarios where I acted out of my defects of character, what it looked like, and then what it would look like if I was entirely ready to have that defect removed was that it showed me how to act as if I no longer had that defect of character. If you're not familiar with this principle of act as if, episode 25 is about that. The idea is this. I can't think my way into right acting, but I can act my way into right thinking, I won't go into that here. If you want to learn more, listen to that episode. But in any case, me taking the time and the energy to go through this process of becoming entirely ready was monumental in my change process. Fair warning, going through this process was brutal. If you're committed to truly changing your ways, if you truly want to have a better life and are willing to do whatever it takes this process will help tremendously. I remember telling my sponsor after I completed this exercise, I feel like I'm going to be exposed, naked, vulnerable if I actually let go of these defects of character. They're so ingrained in my personality. I won't know how to be. Now that turned out not to be true, by the way. What I was doing by going through that exercise of laying out what it was going to look like for me to act as if I no longer had that defect of character was I was demonstrating my willingness to have these defects of character removed. Please note, this wasn't about me changing my ways entirely on my own. I was preparing for step seven, where I humbly asked God to remove my defects of character. I showed my humility by going through this process of becoming entirely ready, by doing the work to think through what it might look like for me to be different. In the process of doing that work, I showed my higher power. I showed the universe. I am entirely ready to have my defects removed. Please help me. So folks, that's what it means to me to be entirely ready to make changes. If you're serious about making changes in your life, you might give this process a try. If this all sounds like too much work for you, then I think it's fair to say you're not entirely ready. Be well, my friends. That's it for today. Please share this episode with anyone who might find it helpful. If you like what you've heard here, you might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, then head on over to barbchat.net where you can get on my calendar for a free 20 minute consultation to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, then go to barbchat.net and get on my calendar. I'd love to chat with you. Please like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. This helps other people find me. Thanks for listening.